How did it go? How did that sermon go when you did that video sermon in Pakistan? Well, I actually, I have a picture. I just got uh, these pictures earlier. Uh, I think I got these after I got home. But this is really cool. This was just part of the room. And, and, and really, it's a God thing. And what I like is they literally have a fan, a couple speakers, and two lights that I see. There's probably a few more lights. No chairs. Um, their bathrooms probably aren't running there either very well, right? Who knows, right? But praise God, that's me up there on a sheet. Uh, if you go to the next one, we see here some people just praising God. Here's the great thing. All that's good, but here's what's really great. I, Pastor John told me 67 people gave their heart to Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, is this clicking? I'm clicking. It's, it's that power outage we had last night. Who lost power last night? Anybody here? There we go. I, I lost power last night and woke me up. I was home alone and I was scared. Heather wasn't there. I miss Heather. How many I miss? I'm sure you all miss Heather. And so we miss her. Okay. So anyway, praise God. 67 people were saved. Hallelujah. 23 reported miracles. And guess what? I bet you there's more. I know there's more. But 23 reported miracles. One testimony that there was a young girl who had been suffering with a fever for some time. And she came to the service this, this, during this time. And uh, the Lord healed her. He said she, her fever broke. She went home feeling fine. She's been in school. Hallelujah. Amen? <clears throat> Another report, he said there was a whole family. Think about this. A whole family showed up. This is the way Pastor John, he said they had an evil spirit. <laughs> he said they were delivered, set free. Those spirits... Uh, left, and he said that family is already in Bible study. So, also, some of you have given money for Bibles, and that will be sent out this week through Western Union. So, we want to make sure all 67 people that got saved will get a Bible in their language. Amen? $6.25 for a Bible. That's just a little bit more than a Starbucks caramel macchiato venti, right? Somebody know right what I'm talking about. And Ben is a coffee expert. No mas. No mas. Amen. All right. All right. Hallelujah. Shalom. Amen. I loved hearing that on our trip. We got on the airplane. I heard it right away. And I'm like, I'm going to Israel. Hallelujah. This is power. This is great. I want to share with you just some pictures. And a few of them I will talk a little bit more about. And uh, I have it up here on my screen so I don't have to turn it on all the time. We started out, praise the Lord, uh, for the prayer truck. The prayer truck took us to New York City, amen, and it made it back, hallelujah. I have a testimony about that later on. But this picture was when we arrived in New York City. And really, all, all the praise goes to God. But Chris, you know, he, he encountered New York traffic at its worst. And <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was tense. We were rushing to JFK Airport. If you've ever driven through New York City, you, if you don't speak in tongues, you will start speaking in tongues in Jesus' name. You'll learn what it means to have a heavenly language. Amen? And we were speaking. We were, we were running around looking in the windows like, left, go left, go right, go right. So he made it there, praise God. He was our driver. We got to the airport. We made it in time. There's a lot that I want to share about some things that happened at the airport. I don't have enough time today to share everything. So uh, the next picture is just a little bit of the view. Beautiful morning in Jerusalem. We were very close to what's called the old city. Matter of fact, within walking distance, you'll see some pictures in that. Some of you in this room have been there. You'll probably, a lot of these pictures will bring back memories. I pray that everyone can experience the Holy Land once in your life. And here's the good news. If you aren't able to go there during this lifetime, how many know we all belong there someday? Amen. This is your home. This is a, we will be in a new Jerusalem. So this is when we arrived here in, in Jerusalem. The hotel was called the Dan, a beautiful hotel. Uh, but we were tired, so we really didn't do too much there. Although I did take a Turkish bath for the first time ever, which was a neat experience. But you're in this big steam room, and I was in there with uh, a bunch of strangers. <clears throat> and uh, these guys just thought it would be funny to start throwing water on me, Right. So I threw it back, and we were laughing and having a good time, and it's an interesting thing. So some things you just got to experience. If you ever travel, I want you to know, do it. Don't be the person that says, I'm just going to sit this one out. Experience it all. Amen? This is God's holy land. So the next picture, uh, I shared this one because you're like, that doesn't look like anything uh, in the Bible. <laughs> 
But this was a neat experience. I just want to say a few words. We, we ended up in this auditorium, very first thing we did. And I'm thinking like, okay, this isn't the Garden of Gethsemane. You know? <laughs> but this is a fascinating thing. We were there on the Sid Roth tour. Sid Roth has a supernatural ministry, a supernatural prophecy and healing. And so here we are. There's about 400 and 450 in our tour group that we eventually uh, we were with most of the time. But in this auditorium, it started to fill up, and we, we finally, I guess we, we were told or the word got around, I don't know, there had to be at least two or 3,000 more people that joined us. And they were, I would guess they were uh, from Orthodox Russians. They were Russians. Um, and so there was a lot of music. They played Fiddler on the Roof music. And all this is interesting, but then Sid Roth, uh, preached a message, and he has, he's, he, he's one of the few people that can probably uh, uh, speak to, to the Jewish culture, and because he understands it so well, and he, he's leading them to Jesus Christ, and so we were there watching, and what, one of the thing I thought was interesting is not everybody stayed. I mean, when God's anointing falls, some people get really nervous, and they, they can't sit still, and they leave, right, because the Holy Spirit starts convicting, and so we saw some people get up and leave because they were probably being convicted, being challenged, right? And so everything that they ever thought they knew, God was showing them a whole new plan. But the thing was, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was hundreds of people of these Russian Orthodox Russians gave their heart to Jesus Christ right there in that auditorium that day there in Haifa, Israel, which is which is on the, on the Mediterranean Sea. So what a great way to start the trip, seeing that many people come to Jesus Christ. And there were healings. There were a lot of things that were happening there in that room. So that's kind of how we began this trip. Okay, this next picture and the next few. Um, so we, we then journeyed over to Mar uh, Mount Carmel. I said Mount. Mount Carmel. Many of you are familiar with Mount Carmel. This is, a lot of things happened there, but one of the most familiar stories is this is where Elisha, uh, Elijah, Elijah battled the prophets of Baal, all 450 or so of these, of these prophets and so on. And you know the story. They prayed to their God. They, they, they cut themselves. They, they did all kinds of stuff to try to get Baal to do anything. How many know Baal can't do anything because he's not a real God? And so Elisha prays to God of heaven, and God sends down fire, and it licks up all the water on the altar, and a whole bunch of happened here. It's a, a great thing. So this is a picture. Um, this would be in northern, uh, close to the Sea of Galilee, probably a little bit northwest uh, of that. And uh, we're not too far from Nazareth and the Sea of Galilee here. So that's Mar Mount Carmel. Uh, I believe I have another picture. You can go through that one quick because that's just me and Heather looking like tourists, as we should have been. Stop on this one. This is a great moment here. Uh, Chris uh, had an opportunity. So he read our, our tour guide, whose name is Adrian, who they call the professor. He makes you feel <laughs> like you are in class every day. And uh, so... He asked someone to read the story from uh, the story that we, I just talked about, Elijah and the prophets of Baal, right there. So Chris read this. And here's the thing about this, and I know this after hearing Chris tell this, um, not because you're getting older, but his eyesight has, it's, it hasn't been as good as it was when he was 20. And so I believe without reading glasses, you can't really read small print. Am I correct? Can't happen. And so on top of that, he has people all around him <laughs> and watching him and listening to him. And now he doesn't have his glasses, and now he's been asked to read this, and he can't read it. But right there on the spot, am I right? God healed his eyes, and he was able to read clearly, fluently. And here's the thing about this picture. As he's reading, we had a blind lady on our trip praying for Chris. And here he is. His eyes are being healed. And here's this blind lady with this cane right there and she was something else when you got on the bus listen church she was worshiping when we got on the bus while we were wiping out the eye sleepies or my kids call them eye boogers <laughs> she's out there singing songs of praise she's blind on a tour to see israel but she worshiped probably more than anybody i was kind of like uh blown away by that so what a moment right there on mount carmel and that's just a great thing that God did. Okay, this next picture, we visited a lot of uh, ancient ruins. This would happen to be, uh, oh, goodness, uh, Beth Shen. I know I probably didn't say that quite right. But this is, uh, there's a lot of 
areas where um, a lot of different civilizations, uh, Romans, Byzantines, you name it, the Crusaders, uh, Israelis, uh, the Israelites, the Judeans, and so on, a lot of different cultures have uh, been in these areas. This one obviously is something that probably people don't think about. You might think that looks like something you'd see in Italy or in, in around Rome. This is in Israel. There's a lot of Roman architecture and things like that in the in the area and Greek architecture. So uh, there's a lot more I could say about this, but I don't have enough time because I have 80 slides. And I, I know I just told you how many. I shouldn't do that because now you're going to be counting. Don't count. <laughs> All right. All right. Now I said that, you'll count, right? Next picture. This is just a very familiar site. That is the Dome of the Rock. That is a mosque. Uh, I think a lot of, maybe some people think that is a, a Christian symbol, but that is a mosque, uh, Dome of the Rock. But it, it is a beautiful thing, isn't it? But that is, that is uh, a part of the old city of Jerusalem. Uh, here in front of me, you'll see the, the temple walls and the walls around old Jerusalem. I'm standing on Mount Moriah right here, and I have a picture of Mount Moriah. And uh, it is just a complete hill full of gravestones and tombs and uh, they've had many earthquakes here and so they've had to rebuild and redo a lot of the stuff if you look i don't know if you can see there's some tour buses uh, down below the wall so that gives you a little perspective of how big it is on the left side if you look at the very left corner of the wall right there uh the the western wall that people call we call some people call it the wailing wall but they call it the western wall that would be on the other side. But on my left here would be near the place that Jesus was found at 12 years old teaching to the, to the leaders of the law. And his parents looked for him. Remember that story? His parents came and looked for him. And he's like, hey, I'm doing my father's business. Don't worry about me. So that's a beautiful picture of the city. The next picture, that's where we were standing when I took this picture. That's Mount Moriah. Those are all tombstones. Okay? They're not underground. And they are above ground. Matter of fact... At the bottom part, that has not been restored yet. So some of those at the bottom are still open. They're still open. So they need to be repaired. But uh, Jerusalem is a, a beautiful city with a lot of stories all over it. You can see the tour buses uh, there in the middle to give you a perspective of the size of it. Moving forward, this is a, 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 just a beautiful picture. Uh, one of the gardens inside the, uh, the old walls here. And looking towards the, uh, the temple here, it's just a, a beautiful place. There's just so much beauty to be seen. You can see why um, God has blessed this land. It's a, a matter of fact, when we went, from what I heard, it was greener than it's ever been in, in many years. They've had a lot of rain. I mean, the Bible says that God's going to bless Israel. There's, it's going to produce greatly. Uh, he's going to restore the land. And we saw that. There's farming. There's corn already this high. There's livestock. There's, there's a lot of things like that. And it's very green while we were there. So it was very beautiful. And so this is a beautiful shot. This next shot is just another picture of, of, of the, um, you can see the Dome of the Rock there to the left. Uh, more pictures of the wall uh, as we know the stories. Here's the, the more familiar area, which maybe you have seen on TV. And this would be the Western Wall where people, we you take a uh, piece of paper, you put a prayer request on there, and you can put it in the cracks of the wall. And uh, so we spent some time there. It was interesting. There are people that are literally doing this, you know, and they are in deep prayer, okay? And this is uh, just another prayer. The contrast, I believe, I believe that's Chris right there, uh, second from the left. Just the contrast of people you see there is fascinating. And you see people from all over the world. You hear all kinds of languages. You see flags represented everywhere. And uh, it, there's just a lot going on. It's a very busy place. And we were there. Of course, we were there uh, during the Passover week. Okay. I need to advance my, sign, my computer here. Next picture is just me. This is a friend of ours. We just want to continue to pray for him. His name is Daniel. He's on our tour. He's actually from Alpena, Michigan. And uh, he's losing his sight, and uh, he's believing for God to restore his sight. So he was with us there, and I just thought that was an interesting picture. You have to wear that on your head when you go there, or your head has to be covered. There's no, like, oh, I don't feel like it, or I'm having a good hair day. I don't want to mess up my good hair day. That's just the way it is. Okay, this is near, so I'm sitting here. We heard a message here. This would be close to the place that Jesus was sitting on the steps.
And I tell you what, it's overwhelming when you're there and you're sitting there thinking like, this is where it happened. And so this is outside, I believe we are close to an area called the Dung Gate. And that's where they would, you know, you probably heard that in the Bible, the Dung Gate. And so if you go to Israel, make sure you do some reading beforehand. This is one of the few spots around uh, the, the temple that dates back to first century, second century BC, okay? So before the time of Jesus. So if you see some of those rocks that look a little more unpolished, a little more rough, those would be stones that were there that Jesus would have walked on. And this area that you're looking at would be the area that he overturned the tables, right here. And so fascinating to know that he walked on these stones. This is the place that he did it. Basically right to the left, you'll see like four uh, doorways that would be around the area where that would have happened. So another fascinating place here uh, in Jerusalem around the temple. This next picture is a little different, but that's just my foot and Heather's foot. <laughs> but that is a stone. Our tour guide said this is one of the places that he can say 100% this is authentic. I mean, genuine. <laughs> There's a difference. Between, wait, authentic is real. Genuine is not real when you're over there. But this is one of the places that he said you can put your foot on and know that Jesus stood here. And that's just amazing to know that as you're standing there that some things have not changed. All right, this next one. I'm going to give you some pictures too that I want you to see other things in Israel. This is so not, this is very common there. It's, and, and you'll see uh, police force out there with AK-47s out in the middle of anywhere. And it's not because there's always something going down. It's just the way it is. They, they carry their AK-47s. They just have a presence there just, just you know, as a, as a reminder of, of their strength. And so that was just something that I, I saw when we took that picture. That is outside of the temple. Uh, moving forward. Just near that area is, I mean, it's so beautiful. This is the Garden of Gethsemane. So this would be the place that Jesus prayed to the Father the night that he was betrayed. This is the place where Peter cut off the ear of the soldier. This is where Jesus was betrayed by the 30 pieces of silver, right, by Judas. Right here, some of these trees you're looking at, you know, an olive tree is basically indestructible. The only one that could... Uh, change its life course, I believe, is God. They, they just keep growing. And some of these trees date back 2,000 years. So some of these trees might have been there the time that Jesus was in the garden. So just a beautiful place. It is very well kept. Uh, and there's, uh, you know, there's a, a, a church. I'm trying to remember. I believe that was a Russian Orthodox church. Am I right? Right next to it. And uh, very busy. But the garden, when you're in the garden for those few moments, it's beautiful. And you can understand why Jesus uh, went there to pray. And what an amazing sight. So somewhere in this midst, somewhere around here, there's actually a rock. I don't know if this picture shows it. And they don't know everything. Sometimes they'll say it's in this area, right? But there are a few bigger rocks. And they said that could have been the area. Uh, we don't worship rocks. I mean, no, Jesus uh, rose and went to heaven. Amen. So we don't make monuments out of these things, but they're interesting, right? So we don't worship those things. We worship Jesus. But I point this out just because it's interesting, and it gives you a little bit of a, a picture. So when you read the scriptures, you can see it, and, and it's fascinating. So when you come across, now that's what an olive tree looks like. That's the Garden of Gethsemane. Beautiful. All right. I think that's the last one I have of the garden. Uh, I'm going to move you into the city. It is very fun. <laughs> How many of you like to shop? Anybody like to shop? Admit it. No one? I do. That's one of the things you might not know about me. My wife knows that too. I like to go into stores and I like to shop and look around. And uh, we saw all kinds of stuff. We saw sports teams' jerseys. They had like Michigan jerseys, Patriot stuff in Hebrew. And I... <laughs> That's so cool. James, I should have bought you. If they would have had a Barry Sanders jersey in Hebrew, it would have been yours, brother. But I didn't see that one. Anyway, this is just a little view. The streets of, of Jerusalem are, are obviously very, very tight. Um, the old city. Um, and uh, there's just a lot. This picture, you like. it doesn't look like much is happening, but there's a lot. I want to show you this next picture. This little guy or girl. Oh, a little kitty cat. Guess what? You don't pet the cats there. I learned that right away. 
<laughs> there are cats everywhere. I mean, the, Heather and Carmen were keeping track of the cat. They had a cat count going, and it eventually got so high they stopped. <laughs> and uh, uh, you, you just don't pet the cats. Now, the thing is, here's the thing about the cats there. Um, they're feral, okay? And people want to touch them, but they're everywhere. Now, the thing about it is, in Jerusalem, from what I heard, and I don't remember who told me this, maybe it was someone on the tour in our group, or maybe Rami, but there's hardly any, they don't have an issue with mice. They don't have a problem with rats and mice because there's so many cats. So they're not pets there, but they're also very thankful that they're there to take care of those critters. So yeah, that's cute. I would be surprised I didn't start sneezing, but it's a cute cat. And I know some of you in this room are cat lovers. I know some of you have got a new cat. But uh, there's they're, they're, they're a different purpose uh, for cats there. Moving forward, this next picture is just a beautiful picture. This is at night. We took a walk through the city at night. Uh, during Passover, a lot of the, there's a Christian quarter. There's an Armenian quarter. There's the um, Muslim quarter. And there's one other quarter. <laughs> Jewish quarter. How did I forget their quarter? So there's four quarters. So this this was obviously this was in the Christian quarter, and it was just a beautiful sight as you're walking down, and there's all these different things happening. There's the cross. I mean, the cross still stands. Amen. It's beautiful. So that's the cross right there in, in Jerusalem. These are the streets that Jesus would have been on with the disciples as they walked through the city. These are the streets. This is what it looked like. And you get a glimpse. Uh, in the middle, down the top strip there, little bit of you can get a little bit of light during the day that's nighttime i mean it's so there's it's so enclosed there's people living on top of that on top of that and there's just vendors and vendors and vendors and lots and lots of steps and they're very slippery because it got wet and uh fascinating okay next picture is the pool of bethesda i have preached about this myself several times uh you know the story uh, this is where they, the sick would go, and the angel would come and stir the water. Those who were near the water would be healed, right? Um, but there was that man who couldn't get down there because he was paralyzed. He was, he was sick. Jesus comes, and he tells him to, to, you know, to go. Uh, but just the beauty of that. Now, I want to share with you something that was fascinating to me. As we're standing there, I have a couple videos. I don't have them on here today, but I have some videos um, as we were standing there, the birds were chirping. It was beautiful, thinking about this is the pool. Um, all of a sudden, you hear the, uh, the prayers, the, uh, the Muslim prayers start coming out, and they, they're doing their prayers, right? And then as soon as they were done, I, started, I turned, and there's a chapel called St. Anne's Chapel, or Cathedral, I believe. St. Anne's Church is what it is. And we were given an opportunity to sing inside that church, and the acoustics in that place are out of this world. Unbelievable acoustics. And we were singing like, hallelujah. And it just echoed. And we sang Amazing Grace. And it just echoed. It was beautiful. And the priest was there. And he was, he was a huge personality himself. And he was just loving it. And, you know, it was just fascinating to, to go from one contrast to the other. And I can tell you, when I heard the prayers to, to Muhammad, I didn't get goosebumps. I didn't get excited. It was there. I mean, it, it's someone singing, and they sang okay. But when I heard people sing the songs of praise, guess what? I know the Holy Spirit, you can just feel that, can't you? And it was beautiful. Okay. A couple more pictures here on this. I just took a picture. This is down in the grass, so that's why it's a little pixelated because I had to zoom in. But Jesus healed the sick man near these medical baths. That's found in John chapter 5, okay? Let's move to the, let's go up to the uh, Sea of Galilee. I love the Sea of Galilee area. I wish we would have had more time there. Everywhere we went, I wish we had more time. But the first place we visited was where Jesus taught the Beatitudes. And you know those ones, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed, and so on, the Beatitudes. Um, so you'll see in the next picture the, the Sea of Galilee here. Uh, this is the area 
close to where Jesus would have taught the Beatitudes, as we were told uh, just below this picture uh, by the sea. Uh, the land sometimes will kind of cave out or, or kind of like scoop out. So Jesus would have had his back to the water, but facing the land. So there's a natural auditorium for his voice to, to teach. And so the next picture is we had a chance. There's Heather and Rami sitting in one of the places that Jesus might have taught. There was a tree here with some natural rocks that were like little seats. And we heard a message actually while we we're there. There we are hearing a message. And, uh, oh, I just, his name just slipped my mind. Brother. Keenan, that's right. Brother Keenan, who brought a great message right there. So we got to hear a sermon at the Mount of Beatitudes near the place that Jesus would have taught. Beautiful place, beautiful place. I could have sat there all day. My goodness, and I loved it. Okay. Moving forward, just a beautiful picture of the Sea of Galilee. Um, people have already asked me, we talked about this, that people have, I've already been asked, is, is it a salt? Is there salt? No. I've been asked what kind, like about the fishing and stuff. And fishermen, I got, they do the same thing here that, that we do in the United States. They have a fishing season. I think it was like two months. If you're a fisherman, you know what I'm talking about. You only get a certain amount of time to go fishing. Here, they catch what's called Simon Peter's fish. Uh, we would refer to it as tilapia. And uh, while we were there, now, some of you, I'm going to change directions on you, <laughs> but I thought this was funny. So while we were on our trip, I, I'm looking at Heather, I'm like, that looks like the My Pillow guy. I'm like, that is the My Pillow. Go to the next picture. The My Pillow guy was on our tour. <laughs> Hallelujah for My Pillow. If you have a My Pillow, you can like, I heard that he gives amazing donations to church and to Christian organizations. He's a born again believer. And uh, there was one moment when we were on the boat singing songs of praise. We took a boat ride, and it was beautiful. We were singing these amazing songs. And then we had some worship, and people were dancing. I mean, we were singing, Oh, Happy Day, and Oh, Happy Day. And 400 people singing on the Sea of Galilee is amazing with the, the Israeli flag flying in the air. And there's my pillow guy. He had a pillow. No, okay, that would have been really weird. <laughs> no, that, he didn't have a pillow. But he was there. Okay. Next picture is just another beautiful shot of the Sea of Galilee from a different angle. I believe this is from the port of Tiberias where we were at. We had a lunch there. And so somewhere around there, those hills, most, you know, 80% of Jesus' miracles happened on the north and the northwest side of the Sea of Galilee. 80%. People say, well, why, why would Jesus spend so much time in an area if you look at it, there's not a whole lot of villages there, but there was, there was a main rail, uh, road system that connected Asia to Europe, and it went all, right through there. So Jesus, being the Son of God who knew what he was doing, he planted his church right there. He did most of his ministry right there in a place that people from far east and far west came through. So I mean, Jesus had the largest church ever constantly. Every day he had new people coming through. And that's why he did his ministry here. And I have some pictures of his home base in Capernaum here in just a moment. Now, this next picture, that is just a, what our tour guide said, a very European version of St. Peter. A lot of things are like that. But it's still just an interesting statue of, of St. Peter there uh, near Capernaum. All right, this next one, hopefully if you are a fish, some of you are like, that's grossing you out. Some of you are like, that looks delicious. Guess what? It's the latter. It was delicious. I'm telling you, Brent, yeah, it's some good fish. That's Simon Peter's fish they brought. Oh, my goodness. One was not enough. Long John Silver's eat your heart out. I'm telling you what. Now, I want to stop right there. You notice something in the fish's mouth? Anybody see that thing? Ever heard this Bible story about the coin that they found in the fish's mouth to pay the tax? All right. Well, we didn't find a real coin, but I think Chris uh, manufactured that coin in that fish's mouth. There's a zoomed in on that bad boy. Some of you are like, I didn't expect to go to church and see this. Do I have any visitors here today? Because please come back next week. I will preach a sermon. But so that was a delicious meal. But here's the thing. It's funny. You have to take off the American hat. When you're there, you're, you, you want to dive into that world. Because I have people, it's just saying it up. They're like, oh, I couldn't do that. Oh, I can eat that. I'm like, 
We're sitting there on the shore. We were literally on the shore of the Sea of Galilee where Jesus fed the 5,000, where Jesus prepared a breakfast for the disciples. You remember after he died and rose again, he came back and he found Peter and he's like, hey, da, da. called him three times, right? And he's, and you're there and we're eating the same thing prepared the same way and you got to eat it. And it's delicious. I'm telling you what. You don't eat the head. Okay. It's gutted. All right. Let's move on. We're getting closer to the end here. I hope you're enjoying this. I want you to see this. This next one is just a little different. I want to show you different things. This little flower, if you take a good look at those little end pieces, that is a mustard seed. And so we were told, so we ate the flower petals. Uh, it tastes a little bit mustardy, but I guess they probably do something else to it to me. But those seeds are mustard seeds. And uh, just an interesting thing, so we know the scripture about having faith the size of a mustard seed. Then after we spent some time up in Galilee, I'll, I'm going to go back there at, when I end. Uh, we actually broke away from the tour, and we went into Bethlehem. Uh, Chris and Rami have some dear friends. And I want you to hear this. Bethlehem is not just this old little town picture in a, in a little snow globe. <laughs> uh, it is a breathing, it is a lively and it is a city that there are Christians that are fighting for the faith. And we hear people get this wrong impression when they hear the word West Bank. Right away, they go to some place way far away. There are Christians in the West Bank who are, who do, who are doing amazing things. And here's the thing. The West Bank, if I believe, if I heard this right, there's 1% Christian, 99% Muslim. Okay? Now, when we were there, we walked around at night. We ate in the restaurants. People were friendly. Uh, Heather kept commenting on the, all the cute kids, <laughs> and as you know, my wife does, uh, and it was just a beautiful thing. This is us when we went into um, the West Bank, which is in Jerusalem, right? We went through, and so uh, on, a, on a beautiful day there. So um, this, to me, honestly, I, I probably have more ministry memories from this part. The other part was more about reliving Scripture, and it was beautiful. This, to me, is where I really begin to see the people and what God, is, what God is doing. This is just a little image of some of the stuff. You see stuff like that. That looks like a Lego man doing graffiti down there, which I thought was pretty awesome. <laughs> anyway, and, and some of the graffiti, too, is actually beautiful. And what I loved about this picture is she's smiling. I thought, that's so neat. They didn't draw an angry person. She's smiling because the people there want peace. They want peace. They want to work together. And, and, you know, how many know Jesus loves them all? Amen? This is the place that our Savior was born. And so to the next picture here, this is close to the church of the, of the nativity. Um, and all these places, I think some people might get more fascinated with these places. And to me, they're okay. They're interesting because I wanted to see it. But as I learned very quickly and I was told, there's building upon building upon building upon Orthodox building, this building, the Catholic building. Okay? And there's just so much there. There's a lot happening. But I wanted you to see this because... In the background, you'll see far, you probably can't pick it up on this picture, but there's a, 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 a steeple or a, a, a steeple or pillar or whatever in the background. It had a cross on it. And then in the foreground, the one closer to us by those two palm trees, that one was a mosque. So you have both things happening there. Our tour guide, so we had a tour guide who's fresh out of Bible college. And his name is Lido. And he said, call me John. So we call him John. And to say hello in Palestine, you say marhaba. Try say that with me. Marhaba. Okay? Next time you go to shish kebab, <laughs> it's marhaba. Good guys there. Anyway, so we were there, and our tour guide, who's out of Bible college, who just got his license, this is his livelihood, um, he used one wrong word, though. And right away, we did see a little bit. Of, they don't physically, but there was some verbal persecution. And they took, they came and heard him say the word, unfortunately. Because he said, unfortunately, there's, I think, five mosques. And there's maybe one Christian church or two. But he said the word, unfortunately, and that was overheard. And they came and took his license away. And eventually, they took him away for a little bit. He's like, I have to go deal with this. And I want you to know, they didn't, they didn't have to do that and they 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 kind of that's his livelihood that's like someone coming up to me while i'm preaching my sermon and taking my open bible license away and now i'm not an open bible minister anymore right so that would be like devastating i've worked hard for that and so they took his license away and he came back and his first words were basically 
I forgive them. And, and, and he began to explain, if you don't forgive people, all those things start stacking on top of each other. And before you know it, you have a whole mountain of unforgiveness and bitterness. And in that moment, I saw Jesus. I'm like, that is so powerful. That is so beautiful. That sometimes in America, we, we, when somebody cuts us off, right? How many, I've gotten mad before for somebody cutting me off, and I'm angry for five minutes. I don't even know why I'm mad. I don't know that person. And he forgave them right away. And long story short, they eventually, uh, they took his license, I think, three times while we were there. And he finally got, and you know what? He smiled the whole time. Bless his heart. He kept, all right, he took us right back on the tour, even without his license for a little bit. And uh, he just kept, kept, kept on, kept it on. So praise the Lord for people like that who are believing for greater things that happen in that part of the world. All right, this next one is very interesting because this is the place of the nativity it could be several places like i said we don't worship monuments and idols it's just more interesting but you have to go into the church you have to go down these stairs and that might look tall but you have to duck way down and get down in this hole and then once you get down there this is what you see this next picture is the place that they say jesus was born somebody told heather they or they asked heather they said so was jesus born in a fireplace but no, Jesus was not born in a fireplace. <laughs> he was born in a manger. And I have a picture of a manger in a little bit. But that little hole with the star in it, you put your head over. And I'm expecting to look in the hole because there's a, there's a church that's built on top of the, the home that Jesus was built in, a, a born in. And so I'm getting ready to look into the hole. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll see something down there. And it's just black. And I looked at Heather, I'm like, it's just black. <laughs> so she's like, I'm not going to look. So anyway, that's the place. And it, it is interesting. When you're there, you want to try it. But So then we went to this amazing church. I, I just was so blessed by this church. We went to the Emmanuel Evangelical Church in Bethlehem. And this church, uh, Chris and Rami have been there before. What's the pastor? You remember? Pastor Nihad. And number one, Pastor Nihad made us the most delicious cappuccinos ever. Oh, my goodness. Starbucks needs to go there and learn a thing or two. And we got there, and they were just so hospitable. And so they cannot advertise like we do on the road. They don't have a sign that's green and lights up and anything like that. But you walk into the building. You go down the stairs. I didn't know what to expect. And you walk down, and here's this beautiful church with beautiful people worshiping Jesus just like we do in West Bank, singing songs of praise, hearing a Bible study. So there's the pastor and then his wife. Matter of fact, I believe they are coming to the United States. They speak in the United States at conferences and things. So their church is, uh, you know, in a, in, a na in a part of the world that has 1% Christian. I believe their church, maybe 200 or something, they said 250. That's amazing. With a, with a population that's 1% Christian. And then pastor, he said, 1%, it's going to be 2% next year. Then it's going to be 3%, 4%, 5%. They're believing for God to do increase. Amen? So we need to pray for Israel. We also need to pray for our brothers in the faith who are, who are doing this work in, in Palestine as well. And uh, God bless them. This next picture is the only Christian bookstore in Palestine. That's it. But there is a Christian bookstore it's almost like family life Christian bookstore. And guess what? We don't have Christian bookstores here anymore. Did you know that? They're closing, they're closing them all. So we have none. Palestine actually has a Christian bookstore. Ah, hallelujah. And they are self-funded. The church runs this bookstore. So we had a chance to pray for that sister right there. And uh, so God bless them. Next one is just a sign. So then we visited Bethlehem Bible College. And this Bible College... Uh, I was amazed by the, uh, the, first of all, the facilities, the actual place where we went to meet the, the president of the school and one of the founders. And so we stayed at Bethlehem Bible College and had a great, they had a great souvenir shop. <laughs> Heather and Carmen just grabbed our credit cards and went to town. Oh my goodness. No, it was worth it. It's so good. You're blessing these local Christian artists, people who are just trying to make ends meet. Uh, next picture is we went to a Bible study at the Bible College. And what I loved, in that Bible study, uh, there was a group there from South Korea. 
we had a group of us Americans. I met someone that was from in our dorm. There were people from Great Britain. So all the nations of the world right here in this group, and there's these two young students. This guy gave a really good Bible study on David and Goliath while we were there, and I took a lot of notes. The, the young man up there on the right, the one on the left is an interpreter. So we had a good time at the Bible study. Next picture, um, coffee drinkers. They don't have, oh, wait, oh, I skipped one. This one is very important. This gentleman um, is such a sweet guy. And he was, him and another person, I don't remember if it was his brother. It was his brother. They started the Bible College in Bethlehem. Church, listen, this is in an area of the world that, that you know, we're talking 99% Muslims. He started the Bible College with $20. He said another pastor heard his vision, heard what he was going to do. And said, well, here's the first $20 to start the Bible school. They now have 4,000 students around the world. They have about 150 there on campus. They have an online ministry. So this gentleman, he was just so sweet. And I think it was a big honor to have him there with us. And he shared with us his heart. And it just was a beautiful thing. All right, the next picture for Coffee Drinker. They don't have Starbucks. They have stars and bucks. <laughs> You'll see that a lot there. There's a whole lot. Look at the next picture. They don't have Walmart with one L. They have a Walmart with two L's. Walmart. And it's built right near the wall that divides Israel and Palestine. And one more for you. If you wondered, maybe this is where Jesus was born. There's the Bethlehem Inn. That could be the place. All right. Enough comedy. Some of our meals, we ate, we ate these delicious meals. And if you like Mediterranean food, you will like it there. They feed you very well. I believe this was a picture taken. This is actually on the Mount of Temptation near the place that Jesus was tempted by the devil after he was baptized in the Jordan, overlooking Jericho. Another beautiful thing that just kind of happened uh, on the tour. I guess this is more of just um, the Lord leading us to this place, <laughs> this beautiful food. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for providing. But this would have been more closer to what they would have eaten. A lot of dates and a lot of things like that. Next picture is the Jordan River. And there was not an inner tube in the Jordan River during the Bible but, or a floaty. But the Jordan River was very high. They are, have had a lot of rain. So I believe it's not always that, that muddy, but it usually is a muddy river. But they had a lot of rain. This is just north of the Dead Sea, so it's getting ready to spill into the Dead Sea. Um, if you see those rails, that is about where the nation of Jordan begins in Palestine, or Israel. I believe that part right there was Israel, uh, military occupied. That's where that happened. So we were walking into the Jordan River. First, Heather and I went into the Jordan River. I have news for you. My wife, she's self-baptized. You know what that means? She hit the Jordan River and whoop, she went under. She fell in. Hallelujah. And I just looked at him like, you just got self-baptized. I don't have to baptize you. Hallelujah. I should have had a picture of that. So that's us. We, we shot that video for you. We were so honored to be able to do that. And uh, that was Rami's idea. So, uh, But we're just so beautiful. There were people next to us from Africa getting baptized. And they weren't just getting baptized. They were getting, whoo, they were worshiping. And they are hallelujah. And so it's just a, it's breathtaking. Didn't think, you know, some of you in this room have been baptized in the Jordan River, and there we are. Uh, I had the opportunity to baptize Ra two of Rombie's, she has three sisters, but two of her sisters, and this is Shelly, and then I baptized Nellie as well there in the Jordan River. Great experience, never will forget it. This next thing is just because, because, just because. We went, some, we were in Jericho, and uh, here's a camel. And Chris is like, I'll pay. Who wants to ride? And matter of fact, Heather was the first one. She's like, I'll go. If you know my wife, she's, she'll try anything. She'll like, I'll do it. So the next one, I actually put him in the reverse order. There's Heather on, on her camel. There's a very funny picture, but I did not get her permission to put it on here. So I can't do it. She's, I didn't even want to ask her. It's so good. That camel, when they go, they lean way down, and her face is priceless. It should be our church bulletin picture. That should be our church bulletin picture. All in favor, say aye. Right. I, this is fun today. We are so low-key. I like it. Okay. Boom. That is Jericho. Obviously, 
there are no walls because they fell down, and that's a lot bigger than it was in the Bible. But that gives you an idea. The, sea, the Dead Sea is just beyond maybe those hills, but to the right. And so that would be the area known as Jericho. Very dry, very warm. The temperature contrast in Israel, it's, it's amazing. Uh, some, it was colder there in Jerusalem than it was here, believe it or not. But when we went to the Dead Sea at 430 feet below sea level, the lowest place on the earth, it was hot, you know, because you're going down into the depths of the earth. So Jericho is really close to the, the lowest point on the earth. If you did not know that, that's where the Israeli, is, Israelis um, crossed over. This is the Dead Sea. Now, I don't have pictures, but we actually went into the Dead Sea, and you do float like a bobber. It is true. I mean, you float, and it was fun, and Chris had this great idea. Let's sit like kind of Indian style, but with your legs up, and you pretty much just spin, right? If somebody, you just, you just float on the water, and the mud, Heather was just like covered in mud, and I believe some of the, I don't know who else did it with her, maybe Carmen or somebody, they were covered in mud, and it's just it's a neat place. The Dead Sea is 30% salt. Uh, the, the Pacific Ocean is like 4%. The Atlantic Ocean is 3%. You ever been in one of those oceans and you get salt in your mouth? And it's like, right? It's nasty. Well, we were in the Dead Sea, and I got salt in my mouth, and it's a whole different level. It is terrible. And then I got it in my eye. They're like, don't, whatever you do, don't get salt water in your eye. And your pastor decided, I'm going to get water in my eye. So Chris had to, like, lead me back to the, <laughs> he's leading me back. Someone's like, look at that poor blind guy. He's going to, and then they saw, they saw me go under the water. They were probably like, chuck, chuck, chuck. somebody just got healed. But <laughs> anyway, it was a blast. So the sea, the Dead Sea is, uh, it's beautifully desert. It's beautiful in its own way. Beautiful place. That's John. That's our brother, our tour guide there in Palestine. Pray for John as he is, man, he's fighting the good faith. He's a born again, he's a believer, born again believer who is a tour guide there in Bethlehem. And uh, he wants to get his master's degree, come here to, you know, he wants to come either, he wants to move to either Los Angeles or Greece, but his family was somewhat displaced, and they had a, they came to Los Angeles. I think it was financial things like that. So he's pretty much on his own right now. But just a great guy, and uh, reminded us a lot of Rami's twin boys, and my nephew Zach. Some also. Okay, a couple more pictures. I want to end with this few last thoughts on Good Friday. Some of you might have seen these pictures, but um, we had a little a downtime, and. Uh, I just said, I want to go for a walk. And so one of the things I was told is you got to enjoy Israel sometimes just alone, get away from the tours and stuff. So I just went for a walk. It's like a two-mile walk. It wasn't that hard. But I, I, I walked to the Mount of Olives. And I have to be honest with you, I'm standing there. In the, we had been there earlier on the trip, but I'm standing there on the Mount of Olives thinking, like, this is where Jesus wept over the city. This, that is where Jesus ascended to heaven. And that is the mountain that Jesus will come back. And the Bible says he'll put his foot on the mount and the earth will quake. Right there. So I'm sitting there having a worship service. Matter of fact, where's Will? I don't know if we, I listened to Build My Life, the song we sang today, like twice while I was there. Because I'm like, this is so beautiful. So this is where the Mount of Olives that you read about in the scripture. I think I got a few more pictures. There's, uh, there's the city. The Dome of the Rock is there on your left. So that is pretty much still the same. I actually have a video. You don't really, it's, it's big enough. You don't hear too much traffic. You just hear a lot of birds. And you can see why Jesus was there. And he, he, that's his place that he ascended and will come back. Uh, just some of the beautiful flowers that grow there and uh, just another beautiful shot of the Mount of Olives. And then there's one more uh, just from the pathway. Uh, it's so beautiful. You don't have to be a, photog a professional photographer to get good pictures there. All right. I'm on slide number 70. Praise God. Julie, you've done this before as a missionary. I've never done this before. Hope I'm doing okay. <laughs> All right. Finally, this was taken from, actually, I said I was going to go back to the Sea of Galilee. This is the Sea of Galilee area. This is home base for Jesus and the disciples. This is Capernaum. 
And this is where he spent a lot of his time. This is where they lived pretty much. And this is where he would go out from. This was home base. So this is still in the same, for the most part, in the same condition. Um, and it's, it's pretty rocky. All right, obviously. All right, next one. For those who wonder, you cannot wear Speedos in Israel. <laughs> but what that means is in, in holy places, you cannot show shoulders. Ladies, you can't have like, shoulders. And guys, no shorts. And I guess don't show your belly. <laughs> don't, have a, 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 don't wear your shirt from fourth grade if you're like 40 years old, basically. <laughs> you know? But this was actually posted at the home of the disciples, right? So I think I got one more here. You'll see a little closer shot. Um, that's a little more the area of Capernaum. And uh, got one more. Hopefully I put it. That's it. They built, of course they built a structure. That wasn't there, that spaceship looking thing. But underneath that is where they believe would have been the place that the disciples spent a lot of time and lived. And so, okay. Uh, a couple more pictures just quickly. That's just a gate. This is actually at Caesarea. We ended our trip there at Caesarea. Caesarea is the place that Paul wrote many of his letters. He was in prison there, um, and Peter was there. So it's on the Mediterranean Sea, um, beautiful area, very Roman. Uh, they built a huge port there. It was captured and recaptured and captured and recaptured, I believe, 23 times or something. Maybe that was a tell. But, uh, but anyway, at this place, uh, this is also a place that they would uh, take Christians and put them out in the arenas and, and do that kind of stuff. So there was entertainment there. Uh, but if the if the if people could also work there, kind of as slaves, not as we think of slaves, but they would give them food, they would give them entertainment. But in return, they were kind of under the control of the Romans. Okay, a couple more. Anybody have a guess what that is? Who hasn't been to Israel? Toilet. It's a good guess. That is a manger. So when you think of Jesus being born in a manger, he wasn't born in a little wooden, nice little frame. He was born in that. There are quite a few mangers throughout the area, especially in this part. That is a manger. They probably put straw on it, yes. So there are feeding, feeding troughs for horses and camels and things of that sort. So that is a manger. So next year for our Christmas program, we need to get a people walking here and be like, that doesn't look like the Charlie Brown Christmas manger. We've really Americanized everything, right? So we have. Uh, this is on the way home. This mountain in particular was, I thought this was interesting. What they told us the shepherds at night would find a way. A lot of times during storms and different things, they would go in those, in those um, caves. They would take the sheep and protect them up there and hide them up there. Also, if you remember, there's some scriptures when the Israelites were hiding. And they were, uh, during the time of Gideon, uh, the Israelites were battered and beaten, and they had left their homes. They had fled out into the countryside, into the wilderness. Wilderness does not mean desert. It just means unoccupied land. So they would go out into the wilderness, and a lot of times they would stay in caves like that. There's caves all over the place, and uh, this is just a few of them. Hallelujah. Two more. And then I got a 30-minute sermon. Oh, I didn't get any amens on that. Ben? Ben, where you at, man? He's that's your father-in-law here. <laughs> All right, I'm just kidding. Finally, uh, last few. These are just random pictures, but this field is uh, pretty close to the area where Elisha was plowing behind the ox when Elijah found him. Remember that part? And Elisha uh, would pour water on his hands. But these are the fields that Elisha was plowing, uh, and this is uh, another area. Close to an area called Megiddo. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Megiddo. Some people believe that that is the area of Armageddon. Our tour guide didn't think so. But and, and it, there's good reasons why it's not. Finally, me at the, I don't really know why I don't need to be in this. But uh, the, the, the Mediterranean Sea here, just want to give you a note. This is at Caesarea again. And to my right would be an area, one of the areas where they would do, there's a name for it, and I can't think of it right now. Um, it's like um, they would have, not, like, it looks like an area where jousting happens, but it wasn't jousting. What's that? Oh, I thought maybe somebody knew. I, it, but what they do, they would take the chariots, 
and the Christians sometimes would be put out there, and they would have sport and game by uh, killing them. Last picture is this, because it's just, it's just beautiful. And this represents kind of the whole experience while you're there is the, the land of Israel. And as a reminder to pray for Israel. As you know in the news, yesterday another synagogue was um, shot up, bombed, whatever it was, in San Diego. I don't know if you heard about that. Uh, last year in Pittsburgh, a lot of Jews were killed. In Sri Lanka last week, a lot of churches were bombed. We need to pray for these people. We need to pray for Christians in Israel, in Europe, in Asia, in Palestine, and here in America. Amen? We need to pray for people. And I love this picture because this is on the Sea of Galilee, and here's this lady just worshiping with the, with the Israeli flag with the Star of David right there waving in the wind. Just a, a beautiful picture to kind of summarize the whole trip. And I, I thank you so much for your prayers. I actually had a sermon. I'm not kidding. It's right there, but I'll save it. <laughs> I, I want to leave you with this scripture. This is kind of a lead-in. Would you stand with me? And I appreciate your prayers, and I hope today, as you see these pictures, it will encourage you. My goal is when I show you this, that you'll find yourself. I want you to, I, when I say read the Bible with all five senses, I mean that. And when you go to Israel, if you never get to go, like I said, someday we'll all be able to witness these things. But if you go, but you can do that now. When you read the Bible now, use all five senses. Think about the sound of the wind and the birds. And as Jesus was walking uh, down by the, the Sea of Galilee, the mountains and the hills, and just fall in love with the Word of God. Amen? I mean, we tend to make a lot of promises sometimes we don't always keep but i pray that as we move forward and god wants us to go deeper and learning more about his word that we will go deeper i want you to hear this verse as we close paul says in philippians i thank my god every time i remember you in all my prayers for all of you i always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now we have a partnership with believers all around the world, people that you'll never meet, missionaries in Africa, people in the Philippines, people in, in Israel, people in Europe. I mean, we are, we are one body, the kingdom of God. Amen? And maybe sometimes in America we've, we've become this, like this is exactly how the gospel has to be, and if it's not the way I like it, if everything is not, listen, it's kingdom. Jesus wants all men all women to come to him to know him. Amen. For God so loved the world, so loved the whole world. And I pray that we would pray for, for people who are, who are standing for the faith. We have no excuses. That's the thing I wrote down. I took a notebook. Uh, thank you, Dave, for that notebook. I filled up, Dave. I filled up like a bunch of that notebook. And I wrote a lot of stuff. The Holy Spirit was just, just speaking to me and I wrote I have no excuse I have no excuse and we have been given this amazing land in the United States we have this church yeah some of our lights still are on today but is it really that big a deal right I mean maybe maybe something this week didn't go right and or, or you ate Taco Bell at 11 o'clock and you had a tummy ache so you can't guess what that's our fault we we have no excuse that we need to pray for people we need to right be witnesses we need to be light into the world i pray that the joy of the lord would go before us from this place today that you would know that god loves you that he wants to use you and it's time for us to every day not just yesterday but today and tomorrow to keep growing closer to jesus being confident of this very thing and I'm going to preach a sermon. I'm going to leave with this. I promise I'm done, but I'm going to leave with this thought. I'm going to preach this sermon. What is your confidence in? What is your, is your confidence in yourself? Is your confidence in your job? Is your confidence? Because our confidence has to be in Jesus Christ. Because how many know Jesus changes everything? Jesus changes everything. 
Once your confidence is in Him, He changes the way you look at life, the way you, the way you live life, the way you love people, the way you treat people, the way you handle situations and hardships. You know, I, there's people this week that I'm going to have to do services for. Pray, both of these people know Jesus, knew Jesus. And I'm thankful for that because I can say Jesus changed everything for them. Father God, as we leave this place today, Lord, I thank you for your word. Thank you for allowing us to go, the group of us to go to Israel. Thank you for the prayers from this body. Lord, we were not there alone. We were sent by this church, God. I thank you for their support and their love and their, their praying for us, God. I pray, God, that now as a body, Lord God, that we will just keep growing. We will keep expecting greater things, God. But we will put our confidence in you. Our confidence, our hope, our life, our love is in you and you alone. In Jesus' name, bless each one today as we go from this place. Use us in a mighty way. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's hand be upon you. And Lord, I pray that we would have an amazing, wonderful week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.